Now back to the studio. We're in for Gatos and Chad today. It's Barry Markson and our friend from the fire department, Allie Party. <laughs> Thank you, Becky Lynn. <laughs> oh, there you have it. Uh, Allie Party, Barry Markson, in for Gatos and Chad. And thanks for joining us today. Uh, you know, we were talking a little earlier about the uh, the seat reclining thing, Allie, and, and I, I my phone started blowing up. And, and I, I'm a villain, apparently. You, you are. You are I'm a villain. I'm truly the worst kind of person. Al, Allie reclines <laughs> her seat. And it, it, it reminded me of this uh, a tweet, that a, a series of tweets that went out uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's this guy, J.P. Twist. He's a, he's a Republican. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's an operative. He, he's worked actually for the Republican Governors Association for the last couple of years. He's been flying a lot and he just left that job. So he said, hey, here's some here's some tips from somebody who's been in the air a ton over the last uh, two years. Number one, reclining your seat is one of the worst things you can do to a fellow human. It is the height of rudeness. The space between you and the seat in front of you is tight enough as it is. Don't make it worse. Seriously, only truly awful people recline their seats. I'm sorry, but I apparently, <laughs> I am just an awful human being because I recline my seat. I'm sorry, but if there's a button, it's asking me to push it. All right, so let me ask you, now, now that you know, you said you've never known that people were upset about this. Are you going to keep reclining? Probably. Oh, my goodness. All right. You know, there's a bar on the door over there, too, that says exit, and you can pull it. Do you do that, too? That's maybe. Right. Maybe I will. All right. I, I, it's, it's insane. I, no one's ever given me a dirty look. I'm giving you one right now. Well, clearly. Becky I, Lynn. Yeah, I know. I have been shamed <laughs> today. Becky, Lesson learned. Becky Lynn's giving you the stink eye. All right. Uh, number two on his list uh, is uh, when getting out of your seat into or out of your seat in, on the plane, do not grab the seat in front of you that, for leverage. Yeah, they're they're someone sitting in that. Seat. I can understand that. All like right. you want to shimmy, you want to try yeah. to respect everyone's space and not like. Obviously, I wasn't respecting anyone's space for reclining my seat, but that. I mean, what if you're going to grab somebody's head? You're going to uh, jolt yeah, the seat. That's like what, that's what they do. Now I'm going to tell you, most of these things in my mind, I agree with uh, all of these. Yeah, like 18, po- uh, all of these, I agree with, and it's almost always for me, it's just being polite to other people. It's just taking other people's thoughts and how they're experiencing the flight into account more than my own. That's that's how so, I look at this. What if the person in front of you reclines? I make their life a living hell. Well, okay. I literally, I do, I do. I put, I'll put my knee in their seat. Oh my gosh. And I will, because and their seat will start to suddenly move up and back a little bit. Everyone, just gently, just if, gently. If everyone were to recline, then everyone has the same amount of space. No, it doesn't work that way. I, I feel if I'm, like it if does. I'm trying to work on my computer and I have my laptop, my laptop open. But then you recline. Somebody, no. Now the new seats, the new planes, by the way, the, the top of the seat can recline. It actually doesn't move. Um, that the, the tray, yeah. so it actually is is a lot better, but it's it's still bad. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's another one he has in here. Pillows belong in your bedroom, not on a plane. He says a neck pillow he'll allow. But I was a, gonna say the little ones around your neck. That's okay, but a full size pillow with your stupid SpongeBob uh, SquarePants uh, pillowcase no, on it, yeah. needs to stay home. And that's gross. Same goes for blankets. Exactly. I don't want the stuff that you have in your bed that you're no. sleeping on on the plane next to me, and it's just disgusting. Like I understand. Like I am always cold. Like right yeah. now the studios freezing well, we cold. Like, it's like David Letterman's yeah. studio. And so I, I understand if you're cold <laughs> on the plane, you don't bring a whole blanket. That's yeah. rude. But I always dress warmer for a flight. So there I bring an extra sweatshirt so I can lay it on my lap or right. I bundle it up to a pillow. So I agree with this one. A lot of people may disagree. Don't dress like a slob. Uh, yeah. When you're in public, you should dress accordingly. No sweatpants, mesh shorts or bulky sweatshirts. Leisure wear is not appropriate. Your selfish desire to be comfortable is offensive to the rest of us. Okay. Uh, here, here we go. I, okay. Here I'm sorry, go. but like, <laughs> what? You want me to wear jeans, slacks, like yeah. a blazer yeah, on? No. Exactly what we I, want. There is. You can be comfortable and appropriate and not offensive, but I will say, like, 
yes, we talked about it earlier. I am a millennial, and people have pushed the limit as to what like leisure wear is. People will dress the like they're going to sleep. Are too much. Yeah, like if, I don't need that much. No, if you want to wear leggings and a sweatshirt, that's okay, fine. that's fine. But don't 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 wear don't dress like you're going to bed. Don't don't dress no. like you walk around your house at night when no one else is there. Yeah, no, that's you're not in, appropriate. You're in public for goodness sake. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, here's the one you mentioned earlier. Don't stand up right when you get to the gate. Uh, where are you going? Yeah, just be patient. It's like you're pushing and, people and there's nowhere to go. And don't cut in front of the people in the row in front of you. That that happened to yeah. us on our way home oh. from, from Cancun. I was so irritated. <laughs> and it was like, it was a, a middle-aged man. And I'm yeah. looking at this man. And it's like, real nice, dude. Where are you like, going? See, yeah. Now, see, if I see someone getting ready to do that, I'll stand up. And, oh, I'll, yeah. and I'll just block it. And you just it. lock like eye contact go across the aisle That's and make right. it real uncomfortable. All right, here's a big one. <laughs> Keep your uh, dang shoes on. People yeah. take their shoes off on the plane. And I find it's almost always people uh, who are dressed sloppily and recline their seats. Are you just, do you just want to look <laughs> no. at me and just tag no. me and put my name in there? No, I will say it's gross when like yes. people take their shoes off and then they put their toe in between oh. like the, the side of the plane and the chair. Yes. So it's like on the back of your armrest. It's like that's sick. Keep your I will, shoes on. I will turn around and I will cause a scene. I mean, I got, and I got to tell you, people who wear flip flops on the plane, I know it's comfortable. Don't wear flip flops on a plane. No, like I. We were we were going through TSA. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> you're, you're, we were going through TSA, and my sister had sandals on, but she wore socks. Yeah. And so when we go through security, it's like if you're walking barefoot on the airport floor, that's gross. <laughs> that's, like, it is thank gross. God she had socks on. All right, here's here's another one. It's in the same vein. Uh, you're sitting on a plane. It's not time for your personal hygiene maintenance. Don't cut your nails, paint your nails, oh. clean your nails. It's gross. That's sick. Yeah. I have been on flights before where I've heard someone clipping their nails and I don't know where it is. I could just hear it. And I'm like, that this is not okay. Oh, I I have one more to top you. On our way home from our honeymoon, yeah. I my husband didn't believe me and I showed him there was a woman that was popping a pimple on the oh. back of her husband's head. Oh. And I was like, oh, I am going to vomit. <laughs> and I, of course, was trying to record it because my husband couldn't see it from his vantage oh, point. He's man. like, no, someone's going to see you recording that. It was so gross. Wow, that is really bad. Yeah. Bad enough doing it yourself, but doing it on your husband's head. Oh, my goodness. So, all right, here's one. The armrests stay down. I agree with that. And it's more than that. Don't allow any part of you, your clothing, your belongings, to invade the personal space of the person sitting next to you. What if you're next to your spouse and they want to sleep on you? Well, that's okay, obviously, okay. if it's your spouse. But well, then, then you're going to get into this lane of, well, is that PDA? Is that making someone uncomfortable? Well, obviously, I, it needs to be appropriate. I'm not worried about that. As long as you're good looking, it's fine. Oh All right, the, per- the person in the middle seat gets the armrests. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but the person in the middle seat can't get greedy and start pushing their arms over the armrest. You need to mark your territory. That's well, but you got it. You got to stay in your little your little cubby there too. That's a that's a big thing. All right, I love, this one's just silly, but I like it. Why are you wearing sunglasses? Take them off, loser. That's a- they're trying to <laughs> one block out the haters, and two, maybe their rude neighbor has the light on. Right, that's here- one that's not on there. Do you turn the light on? Do you open the window? Do you blast the AC? All those things. Yeah, I do all those things. So you want to be mad at me for but reclining I, well, my seat, but you're going to keep the no, window open I don't the whole keep, flight. I don't keep the window open. I, I have an aisle seat. 
but I, I do put the uh, I do have the air, but it's blowing on me. Okay, that doesn't blow on you; it blows on me. Okay, that's I how you get fresh air. You get fresh air in front of you. Keep you getting COVID on the plane. It's good. Oh, gross. All right, so here and this is a big one. This is one that I always say. No one ever, no one has ever said this. I'd love JP Twist. This is his list. When in the airport, don't stand in the middle of the walkway. And by the way, this applies everywhere. Yeah, don't stand in the that's middle of the walkway. Courtesy. This impedes the flow of traffic. Step off to the side. It's like parking your car in the middle of a freeway. Don't be that guy. It's like going to Costco on a Saturday yes. or Sunday, yes. and you're in the middle of the aisle, yep. and you want to leave your cart to go grab a sample. Yeah. It's common courtesy. Or you, or you, run, in, you run into your friend, and you just stand there in the and middle talk, of the big and aisle and chat up. like no one else is there. No, you go pull to the side. Go to an end cap. Try to try to be a little, it's, yeah. It's not, as, it's not as bad as reclining your seat, but it's um, close. It's close. I am the worst person. <laughs> I have learned that today. <laughs> I have people texting me who, uh, who recline their seats. They're saying that you're not uh, arguing their case well. Well, uh, That's because there's no case to argue. Don't blame uh, yourself. No. Don't blame yourself. Again, I think the strongest thing about that (laughs) is the fact that if you don't want people to recline their seat, don't give them the option. (laughs) Uh, There you go. All right. You can check it out on Twitter. That's JP Twist. Uh, He's in Arizona and he made the list. It's a great list. And uh, and thanks uh, thanks for playing along, Allie. It's it's so good to know now you're not going to recline your seat anymore. This is so great. I never promised that. (laughs) I I don't think you could do it now anymore. You're too nice a person. Oh, I will gladly. I'm going to, next time I'm on a flight, I'm going to send you a video. And I'm just going to aggressively oh. recline my chair and say, thinking of you, Barry. Oh, my goodness. All right. Becky Lynn's here in the KTR News Center. We're going to have an update for you on the other side. We're going to chat a little bit about this recount. We just had it today in Arizona, the announcement of the recount. We'll tell you what happened. Somewhat of an unusual result. We'll have that for you, as well as comments uh, from Adrian Fontes, the incoming secretary of state, about what occurred. Uh, that's Ali Party. I'm Barry Marks. And in for the guys, it's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Ali Party, Barry Markson with you in for uh, Gatos and Chad. Thanks for thanks for joining us. My goodness. That was a that was a heated discussion there, Allie. I know. I'm still a little <laughs> still a little annoyed about it, but I'm gonna move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free country and it, I can recline my seat if I want it, to. It, well, so. it is a free country. You're right about that. Um, <laughs> I'm so surprised. You seem like such a polite person. My friends who recline their seat, not so much. But you, <laughs> you seem like a polite person. All right, I, I do want to uh, just touch on this. We've had the recount here in Arizona. I, I want to say this stuff is over now, but I, I, it just never seems to end. Uh, but here's what happened. There were three cases, uh, three elections in Arizona that triggered the automatic recount provision because mm-hmm. they were within one half of one percent of each other in the in the balloting. The biggest one, the one we talk about the most, the attorney general's race between the Democrat Chris Mays and the Republican Abe Hamaday, 511 votes separated them after election day. That's how it was certified. It went to the recount. All 15 counties did that recount, and uh, they held, people have been saying, why do they hold the results so long? Well, they did that because there were pending lawsuits. Uh, mm-hmm. Kerry Lake had a lawsuit, uh, and Hamaday had a lawsuit that were still there, and they waited for those to be over, and then the announcement was today. Now, the recount in Arizona, it's done through the courts. So a judge received the numbers. He opened the envelope uh, in, in court on, uh, on the record uh, and read the results, and the winners in all three of those races are still the winners. And, the and, he, and he declared them the winners today. They gave a certificate that they are they received more votes than the other person. So Chris Mays will be the next Attorney General of Arizona. Tom Horn will be the next Superintendent of Public Construction. There was a legislator involved, too. And the amazing part for me, Allie, is we're still, I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter uh, and watching this, uh, and Abe Hamaday's there. He just won't 
stop. He, he just won't stop. And you can follow me on Twitter at Barry Markson one, uh, where we talk about this a lot. But here's a guy. I mean, I, I want to make sure we're clear. He he had the election. He lost. It was close. Mm-hmm. It was very close. Yeah. Uh, but Abe Hamaday, we had the election. He lost. Mm-hmm. Um, he filed a lawsuit saying that there were provisional ballots that should have been counted. They let him uh, inspect. Twenty six. They had their days in court. Yeah, huge amount. Yeah. All the evidence. Nothing. His own lawyer stood up and said, "I really don't have any evidence that's going to change this." The judge, his his lawsuit was so bad after the one day evidentiary hearing, the judge ruled right there from the bench. Didn't have to think about it. Didn't have yeah. to write it out. Just said, "Yeah, you didn't. You don't have the evidence. There's nothing here." And it even shouldn't really shouldn't have even gone forward. Mm-hmm. And he'll face sanction motions for sanctions for that. Then had the recount. And the recount, he lost. Now, mm-hmm. here's what was weird about the recount. We were talking about this. The counties each did it, and and there were some additional ballots, over 600 ballots in the entire state of Arizona, that for some reason weren't counted or something happened, and they were counted in the recount, and it did change the numbers. So Chris Mays won, but instead of winning, the winning by 511 votes... She won by 280 votes. Which is crazy close in the grand scheme of it, things. It, over two and a half million votes cast for attorney general. Crazy. So, But she won. Mm-hmm. And that's why the recount's there. That's the idea of the provision is let's go back. Let's recount. Let's make sure we didn't miss anything. They did that. They found things. Mm-hmm. They reported it. They didn't hide it. They didn't say, wait a minute, don't say this. They were transparent. And and Abe Hamaday still not giving up. He didn't want he he moved the court not to announce the decision, uh, the the numbers. He moved the court to um, to to stop the inauguration next week. The judge denied all these requests, by the way. And now he's on Twitter and he's he's continuing to say that he didn't get a chance to count the, the ballot. Look at the ballots that are provisional ballots. He did. He did. I mean, he still he just won't stop. Well, and it's just like at what point do we move on? And yeah. at what point can we have faith in our elections again? Because the more that you're going to spread these rumors and falsehoods and lies on social media and people are going to believe them, we're never going to be able to just have an election and move on. There's there's always a reason to be fair and clean and have honest elections, and that's what we're all calling for. But even when we are having fair, honest, and clean elections, people aren't believing it because people continue to spread rumors. It's an incredible thing. In every election we've ever had, there's a winner and a loser. And it happens. Somebody wins, somebody doesn't Whether win. Whether people want to accept it or not. Yeah. And what we've always had in our country until 2020 was the peaceful transfer power. People mm-hmm. acknowledge it. You call and concede. You say good luck. And for some reason, and, and by the way, this year it's happening too. Even the Trump-supported people in other states have done that. They've mm-hmm. conceded. Herschel Walker did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oz did it in uh, in Pennsylvania. It's happened all over the country except here in Arizona. It's the weirdest thing. Carrie Lake's never going to concede. Because she's using it to raise money. That's her new business, apparently, to get people to give her more money. And Abe Hamaday, I, I don't know what he's doing. Abe's a lawyer. Um, there, he has a, you can't just say stuff that's not true when you're a lawyer. You run into problems doing that. And on top of that, if he ever wants to run for office again, I, I think you're destroying your yeah. credibility. I really do. It's I don't get what he's doing. I have no problem filing the lawsuit. I've said that all along. I think his lawsuit was reasonable. Like was you close. said, you get your day in court. You get yep. to hear the, like that. You want to see whatever evidence you want to recount these ballots. All right. Okay. Sure. You get that time. But once the the, the tea leaves have been read, yeah. what else are you going to do? Yeah. Is there a point where you say, you know what? I, I lost this one. And you lose with grace. I was going to say you go humi- you go out with some dignity. Yep, you lose with humility and, and you show some character on the way out. And it's just it's a shame now that we're not seeing that from so many people. But we interviewed uh, Adrian Fontes, the incoming secretary of state, just a, a little bit ago here on the program. Um, and he had some comments on what happened uh, in Pinal County uh, where they found uh, 
over 500 ballots that had not been counted. Most of the state's discrepancy is in Pinal County. Uh, it's not good. Here's the reason why. The folks down in Pinal County, particularly the Board of Supervisors uh, and their election director back a year ago, did not staff up. They did not fund up. They did not train and prepare for what they knew was going to happen. And and we we saw the big issues that happened in Pinal County uh, in August, and we saw sort of the, these this so entirely new set of leadership come in. Uh, and they did not have election administration experience. All right, so that was interesting, and and. Uh he told us, you know, although he doesn't control the, the, the secretary of state's office doesn't control the elections, uh, they control the regulations over the elections. Mm-hmm. But he said he's going to work with the counties, going to figure out what they need equipment wise and funding wise. and What he can do in his capacity and, to help them and get the legislature to put more money, put your mm-hmm. money where your mouth is. Yeah. You want the elections to be better or different then this is how you do it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. We also spoke with Stephen Risher, a Republican, the Maricopa County uh, uh Recorder, and he had this to say about, uh, again, what he thinks may have happened in Pinal County. I haven't looked into that yet, but they said they were going to release a report, and so I'll read that. But this is, if you would have told me that prior to yesterday, I would have been very, very surprised because these machines are highly accurate. And when you look at the limited discrepancies, they mostly happen through the adjudication process, which is the ovals that the machines can't read that then get kicked to bipartisan boards of humans. So he's saying it doesn't normally happen. And, you know, we asked that question, is is 600 ballots not counted out of two and a half million in a recount? Is that normal? And I think the answer we got back is not really that it shouldn't there shouldn't be that many Um, from a percentage wise. It's not that many, Mm -hmm. Um, but it should be better. And something happened. Pinal County, they're saying it's human error that caused these issues. Yeah. And what is that human error? We don't know. We talked about it earlier. Does that mean it was a box that was left unattended and not counted or was there? something else yeah. at play and so hopefully we're we'll be able to find out because it is concerning yeah pinal county said they're investigating and they'll release that report once they have it so we'll look forward to seeing that but as it stands right now uh, the elections in arizona are finished the lawsuits are concluded appeals may be still out there but i don't see anything that would uh change the outcome of these elections. And I expect all of our new officers, all our new elected officials will be inaugurated next week. That's going to happen. Home stretch. There you go. All right. uh, On the other side, there's a new uh, high school sports here in Arizona. Uh, There's a new high school sport. Kind of surprising to me, to be honest with you. Uh, It's been certified now. It's ready to go. And we'll talk about it when we get back. Becky Lynn's here. She's going to give us an update in the KTR News Center. And then back with more of the program. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, here we go, everybody. Allie Party, Barry Markson in for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for joining us. My goodness. So this is interesting. If you're into high school sports here, Allie, uh, I, you, you showed me this, and I was uh, I was a little surprised, I must say. I, I got to tell you, I was an athlete my whole life. I, I'd like to think I'm still an athlete at some juncture, but I played soccer my whole life. I've got a family of athletes. My dad played football, and I just got to say, the AIA announcing that there will now be girls flag football for high schools is Pretty dang cool. It's a it's a big thing. Uh, the Arizona Interscholastic Association, their board voted uh, earlier here in December, and they sanctioned the sport. It's going to start next fall uh, mm-hmm. for high school, and they're saying 30 to 40 schools will have teams and to that's start. that's a good amount. For the first year, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm amazed there's that many girls who, like, know they want to play flag football already. Well, and, like, I was 
joking sadly about this before the show when I brought up this topic is that I played soccer my whole life and the amount of concussions that I got playing soccer it's probably safer to play flag football. Oh there's no question. Well soccer is the worst uh, sport for concussions. Correct and so thinking about now being able to play flag football it's like obviously it's still going to be somewhat of a contact sport whatever but I mean girls can play football too. (laughs) Apparently so yeah so they're going to the group met about six months ago and they developed a rule book Uh, they got the details hammered out they're ready to go there's going to be a three-week preseason. There's an eight-week regular season. They're going to play 14 regular season games, which obviously means some weeks they're going to play two games. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be a playoff. And uh, it's they're, they're saying uh, that, that the girls the, the girls that want to play, they're, they're really competitive. Uh, <laughs> you, you were mentioning how you played powder puff football before. Yeah. They, this, they said this is not the old powder puff. I will tell you, powder <laughs> puff football at my high school was intense. Really? The, it was the juniors versus the seniors, whether it was drama off the field, I don't know. But it was a full-blown contact sport. And I vividly remember there was a girl in my senior year that tore her ACL. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and she was like good. a volleyball player. She was like a <laughs> <laughs> Real athlete. So those games were intense. So that's uh, yeah, that's big time there. So, but anyway, this is they're saying the kids that want to play, they're very talented. They come from multiple sports. They have a lot of sport, athletic skill. Um, I, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. And I mean, we're saying it's going to be fall of 2023. Yeah, that's, fall semester. And fall is. Football season for boys. Yeah. So, heck yeah. That's right. Football season for boys and girls in high school. There there you go. So, we're going to see girls playing football. It's not just the fall for the boys. It's fall for the girls, too. It's going to be, it'll be fun to watch. I'm I'm actually, I didn't know that this was such a big thing, but apparently there's a lot of girls playing. And I think there's a lot of those female arena teams that are happening now. And you're seeing a lot of, you know, girls become like kickers or punters and things like that. Again, sometimes they're soccer players, too. But obviously, there's enough popularity with this to make it a full-on, its own sport. There you go. Alley Party, your first uh, radio talk show. First whole four hours of on-air. You want to come back tomorrow? I think I do. All right, we're going to see you then. Thank you. Special (laughs) thanks to Chevy. He produced the big program today. Byron's back there running the show. And, of course, Becky Lynn and everybody in the KTR News Center keeping us up to date on the goings and comings here in Arizona. Stay tuned. Arizona's Evening News is next with Becky Lynn. She'll have everything you missed so far today. We'll have it for you right here uh, on KTR. My goodness, what a great day. Hope you're enjoying that week after Christmas. I'm Barry Markson, in for Gatos and Chad. Have a great Thursday night, everybody. It's KTAR.